0: Hi, this is Kathy. And this is Charity. And you are listening to Macchiato Moms
1: at at midnight, midnight. (laughs) (laughs) but really 8.30. (laughs) It's not, yeah. Not midnight this time. Yes. But only because we're lucky (laughs) this time.
0: So we had planned on doing Trusting God with your kids today, and then uh, as circumstances would have it, we decided to just talk about ourselves tonight. (laughs) And just see how that goes. It's just
1: human nature, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we realize that we talk a lot about um, our family or, you know, different things, and then you don't know who we are. Yes. So <laughs> we thought we might as well tell you who we are. <laughs> um. Who wants to go first? I either don't... I either... I don't care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As you can (laughs) can tell, we're real comfortable talking about ourselves.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, okay. I'll go first, I guess. Um, I am Kathy, obviously. And I am a mother of uh, two kids. And my husband, Ian. And we... I don't even... Know where to start okay so uh my husband this is kind of like the basis of where my faith is right now my husband is an unbeliever um well he's he's a I don't know her yeah <laughs> so it's not like uh he doesn't and he completely supports me you know raising our kids up to know him um but as you know you, can, you probably know that that just may, leaves a little bit of distance between us, so that's something that really um, I go to God with <laughs> a lot, but I was um, raised in a Christian house, um, but I, oddly enough, my dad was not a believer, <laughs> um, so I, history repeats itself, I guess, but yeah, my mom became a believer when I was pretty young, and then we started going to church, and i became a believer and i this is so weird i don't know when i don't know when i decided like when i officially accepted god to my heart Mm. um i'm pretty sure it was when i was like around eight or nine i was it i was in elementary school i know that and then don't know when i was baptized but i know it was (laughs) around when i was 12 is what i think um I don't remember anything ever (laughs) in case you are like, how do you not know? I just, I know what's happened obviously, but I don't remember the age. Um, and I pretty much have always known who, known about God. Um, my grandma, when I was really little, had like a prayer room. And, um, so I might've even accepted Jesus younger, um, just because of her she would pray over me every night and when I was younger my parents were like heavy into drugs and so I actually lived with my grandma uh a couple like about a year I want to say probably less than that but when you're a kid you can't tell time (laughs) yeah and so she but she was like my preschool teacher and then she um when I lived with her she was like my mom obviously and then she taught me a lot about you know Jesus and how he loves me and how I can always turn to him when I need help and she actually had a room, like, a little closet with a picture of Jesus. And um, it was the the weird one. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's Jesus. And then he has, like, the thorns. And he just, you know, that's him crucified. It's just mm. his face with his eyes closed. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, kind of like what the, they think, the shroud. This one, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was just his face, though. And so I would just go in there, and I would sit, and I would just stare at it and did it scare you at all no No. and that's what was weird is i guess the holy spirit was in that room but i would just stare at it and i'd be like i love him and i didn't know why other than like i know he died for me and i'm not sure why he died for Mm -hmm. me because uh i didn't do nothing to deserve to you know for someone to die for me yeah um because it's hard to really like,
0: understand death yeah. yeah yeah
1: or like sin or anything yeah. you know <clears throat> and so i would just go in there and like look at it and then um when i got older i'd go in there and i'd actually pray but um so that's when it kind of started and so i always just knew that, that jesus was there and that he loved me and that i always had somebody that i could go to Did she I take needed you to help. church she didn't really go to church at that point. Um, she goes to church now, but even then, she, her and my grandpa were kind of like out. My grandpa especially, but she, they were alcoholics. They would go Was he, to the bar. Was he religious? Was he then? No. 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 He, uh... So history definitely... I don't. It. I don't know when he became religious, but all of a sudden, he... Yeah. All of a sudden, now him and my grandma are pretty religious um you know you get to the end of your life and you start to realize (laughs) wonder where you're going yeah (laughs) you're like well I better get in line (laughs) um but yeah so I that has kept me you know sane really all throughout my life but I've gone through these ups and downs um you know as a teenager you you know you Mm -hmm. rebel and you do what you want and but any time I felt like I really felt afraid, or I felt like I needed help or help with a decision, I would pray. Um, and that wasn't really taught to me. I just did it. Um, cause I think because m- my parent, my mom, I had middle child syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> so I really felt like left out a lot. And so my mom, I don't feel like was there as much as I would have liked. And so, I needed somebody to go to, and I, we used to live in Eugene um, with my family, and then we moved, and so I didn't really have family either, and so um, I would just be alone and, like, be like, okay, well, God, you're all that's there, Um, and that kind of sounds like, oh, he was, like, my last choice, but it was, like, I knew he was always there. It was comforting. Um, but so anything, anytime I had problem, you know, a problem, I'd go to him. Um, then I actually had, I'm not, I don't want to say this sounds like I'm like, Brit Pol- like saying I'm so good, but I had such a strong relationship with God, like I chose to go to UVC over public, uh, Umqua Valley Christian School over a public school. Um, mainly just because the kids at public, public school knew nothing about God. And I just wanted to be around people who knew about God. And like, I, I just couldn't relate to them. And, um, I was not at the spot where I can like almost minister to mm-hmm. them and be like, this is what you need. Like, I never really wanted, like told people about, you need Jesus in your life because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And, like I didn't really see why people needed it. I just knew I had it and mm-hmm. um so I wasn't in the spot to tell people why they needed it yet. I
0: think that's hard at that age too, like just thinking back on being in high school. I can't think of anything that someone could have said to me, like actually said mm-hmm. at that point that I wouldn't have been like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. too. It would have had well, to have so been seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I well I would have had to have seen yeah. them living it, not mm-hmm. preaching it. I feel
1: yeah. like I get that impossible. Yeah, Yeah. Well, and for me, it was like, I knew why I lo- love Jesus. And I would tell my friends, like, come to youth group with oh. me because <clears throat> um, Jesus is awesome. But I couldn't ever tell them why Articulate. they needed it. Like, why it's beneficial to them. And that's just from lack of understanding. And mm-hmm. so... um I, that's why I went to UVC Uncle Valley Christian School because I was like well th- these kids already have Jesus and I really want to grow in my relationship with God and I'll get that at Uncle Valley Christian School and not so much <laughs> um, I r- forgot that humans still go oh, yeah. there <laughs> sinful teenagers still mm-hmm. go there um, so it wasn't quite what I expected I did learn a lot about you know Christianity and about other religions and um but I also saw, you know, Christians being not very sinful. Yeah, sinful or also hypocritical mm-hmm. or judgmental. It was like one or the other. Well, those are sinful. Well, yes. <laughs> those are sins. But <laughs> I meant like I'm better than you yeah. Christians and then I don't really care about Christianity yeah. at all. Those were like the two pools. And um so I was always like in the middle because I I'm always been like the underdog person like that person's I'm going to pull them mm-hmm. in and be kind to them because I feel like you should be kind to everybody while like I could have easily slipped into I'm the judgmental Christian because that's what I believed I'm like yeah you do need to set yourself apart and you do need to live a certain way and that those things aren't good but I didn't want to be the a person that like was exclusive, exclusive. And so instead, I ended up going the other way and being like, well... If you're going to be exclusive... I can compromise. (laughs) Yeah. I can compromise on my beliefs because it's cool, you know? Because I was friends with the people who weren't exclusive, and those just happened to be the ones that send a lot. (laughs) Or just were in the world, you know? Um, But my point of that is that's where I met my husband, is at our school. (laughs) And uh, we are high school sweethearts, and um, I, every oh, time you say that, I always
0: imagine just like bluebirds singing in the background. <laughs> wasn't quite that way, you know. Though, like you never hear high school sweethearts anymore. I know. So it just always reminds me. It's like Disney. Oh,
1: I always think like people think Disney ugh, is producing oh my gosh, high school sweethearts. Guys they're never gonna last. <laughs> but we were we were really really good friends before. I we, definitely we still think that about everyone, but you guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, right? I know. know. Because we're just too perfect. Yeah. No, no, not at all. But uh, (laughs) we're just too lazy to do anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we, um, I don't know, Ian was kind of hard catch. I fell in love with him, like, our sophomore year. And then he was like, we didn't start dating until, I'm not going to go into all the... (sighs) the story because it's, um, it's a lot, but (laughs) charity.
0: (laughs) Let's just say
1: I compromised myself because I loved him and I wanted to be with him and uh, he was a teenage boy. Okay. (laughs) So he was only after one thing, but, (laughs) um, but through like, I really loved him and I actually at one point I even prayed and asked God to help me not to love him anymore um and now I think about it I'm like that's probably was the wrong thing God is probably like trying to be like you gotta choose me over anything so it's like you come to me and choose me first and then everything else will fall into place but mm. not saying I'm not supposed to be with my husband cause I definitely think I am um but I could not stop loving him and then eventually I was like okay we can't we got we to be committed or not at all. We can't, we, or we can't be anything. Hmm. And then he said, okay, well, sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, all of a sudden, he just fell in love with me. <laughs> and then uh, we graduate high school, and like a, a year later, he proposes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for high school boys, it's so hard to be vulnerable because they have... There's such a pr- there's such a pressure on like every gender, yeah. every mm-hmm. child right now that's in high school. Yeah. But there's such a pressure on boys to be so tough.
1: Yeah. And
0: like if yeah. you you can't you can't feel deeply
1: for anything mm-hmm. and you can't
0: be the first one to feel deeply for someone. Yeah.
1: You can't you got to play hard to get. Yeah. Well, and Ian has doesn't like to talk about his feelings mm-hmm. at all, but when we were first dating and, like, when he finally said, I didn't say I love him. I would not. He First of all, he knew. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, I would not say it until he told me. And he finally told me. And then I go,
0: I love you, too. <laughs> I just was like, I
1: love you, too. Finally. And then um, after that, I was like, okay, so when are we getting married? <laughs> He's like, well, we probably should gra- Graduate. From high school Aww. before, <laughs> we, so level yeah. Oh, I was always like badman I'm like, I just want. I, I know I want to be with you, so let's just do it already. And he'd be like, Well, I think we should wait till we graduate, and then we should wait till we have a job and like can move out oh, <laughs> of our yeah. parents' house. And I'm so like, that so why you... did got me so logical? <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: you guys. You guys live together, and you haven't gotten to that point yet with at his house. So, what did that look like for you, being a Christian and like having a strong relationship, but still? Like, well, being, I mean, you guys weren't like just living together; you were living there because yeah. your family moved. So. Yeah.
1: Well, my this was that was at a time where, like, at the end of my high school career. I guess that's what you call it. <laughs> um, my family, my parents were very heavy into drinking, very dysfunctional. My mom and me would fight all the time, and it was just so stressful to me. And then I got a job at Debbie's... Um, Her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law's work. And I was living in, like, 20 to 25 minutes away... And it just made more sense for me to live with them and like drive with her. But her, I mean, she's very, she's, uh, she's Christian and she has Christian values. So she's like, you guys cannot have the same bedroom. (laughs) So I slept on the futon, the couch or in his brother, Cody. Every time you say the futon, I feel so bad for you. That was was the
0: grossest thing in the world. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was. And Cody would come home in the back they have the back room where the they would play video games and that's where the futon was also my bedroom like my my dresser mm. was in there and uh he he would be like it would be like 11 o'clock and i'm like i have to work tomorrow either you're gonna let me sleep in your bedroom or you're going out of here yeah and so uh, most you of the time kind of i would just sleep in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> which still now i'm like teenage boy bed what was i yeah. thinking <laughs> yeah but um yeah and so he he didn't propose to me until after I was already living there, and then it was the the Christmas after I'd moved in that he proposed to me, but it was like I didn't feel bad about it because it was like we aren't sleeping in the same bed or whatnot, but not saying we didn't have premarital sex because when you're, you're a kid you do those things and you and I already was like we're gonna be together forever and so that I definitely regretted and actually had a lot of lasting problems after we got married because I had a lot of guilt Mm. associated with sex and so anytime we'd have sex I'd still feel guilty and I'm Mm. like this was supposed to go away we're married but it's like you have this leftover baggage after you know you've done that Ian's the only person I've ever been with but didn't matter it, I knew it was wrong when we were, we were not married yeah. I knew it and I would justify it to myself like well I love him and I am going I want I want to have this with him whether we get married or not so did you guys
0: did you discuss that with him like how you felt about you guys having
1: premarital sex and just yes. with God and- yes actually the first time it happened it was like this is probably TMI, but it was, like, it was on accident, and, um, we probably should put a disclaimer at the beginning of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to this with your kids in the car. It was on accident. Like, it... You did it on
0: accident? Like, you guys tripped and we're both naked, and whoops. No.
1: Okay. I'll say, when you are a Christian, and you have all this stigma with sex, you have the, you, like, put these lines up, you know, you put this, like, well, as long as we're not completely naked naked and having you know doing the deed uh it's okay. it's okay yeah well technically yeah we were pretty much having sex before that but when it actually happened um i cried and then he cried mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he's probably gonna kill me if he ever listens to this he's gonna be like what are you doing um he cried because he felt bad of how are you upset i was and, like, he felt like he pushed it on me. Yeah. So, um, that was a bit of a dramatic thing. And then I realized, well, then I realized I was being kind of dramatic because I was like, we've pretty much been already Doing it, sex. yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I had a lot of guilt because of that because I knew, but I loved him and I, it just showed that you have to be careful about your feelings when you meet, meet somebody you i'm not saying you can't meet someone in high school that you're supposed to be with and be married but you have to check yourself Mm -hmm. because your feelings will get ahead of you and you will start to justify it Mm -hmm. um and i put ian above god is what i did as i said you know i i want to have this with him because i love Love him him. and i'm i whether we get married or not well what am i saying to god then
0: Well, and that, that I think is what is, so just saying exactly that you have to check yourself and what your feelings, I mean, emotions can lie to you in the moment. Yeah. Um, cause I had premarital sex, not with my husband, Mm -hmm. with somebody else. And that was the excuse I used because we were engaged and I said, we're getting married
1: anyway. Yeah. And we never got married. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I even went so far as to say, well, whether we get married or not. I want him to be my first. Mm -hmm. And that was me saying, God, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I don't care about, first of all, you're living in me inside me and I'm putting you through this or I'm causing a barrier between Mm -hmm. us because of this. And, um, so I had a lot of issues with sex after we got married. Like I was like, of course I wanted to have sex. I was a newlywed, but I was like, I felt Felt guilty guilty still. And so I started having to pray and like all, Asked for forgiveness um from pre for you know from having sex before marriage like acknowledging that that was wrong that's why I have these feelings I know it and asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. but that was a very slow process because I didn't really at that point even after Ian and I got married I wasn't following God wholeheartedly mm-hmm. at all and were you
0: guys going to church when you We
1: moved to Sutherland for our first place when we moved in together and we started looking for a church and we went to um, a church in Sutherland. And then I was looking, we were looking and like, we were not consistent about it, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to get in a church. Um, And I also felt like now that we were married, we could have our own church and not have to go to his parents' (laughs) church. And so um, we did actually go to Redeemers before We even had kids. Um, That's our church that we're at. I'm at now, but um, it was not consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, But we still went, as you know, we still went. Like I still made us go. (laughs) And then when we had, I got pregnant with Elise. And this was like, when did I get pregnant with Elise? Like three years, three years, pretty much exactly after we got married, I had Elise. I was just, I was saying yes. Oh.
0: Because I, mine was two years after our second year. University. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys you were a year. out of... the window.
1: No. We're in a car, by the way. We're doing our podcast in a car. Uh. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I then, uh, had, got pregnant with Elise and I was like, okay, I want to raise my child to know God. Mm-hmm. That's when it's weird. It's like you have a kid and that just makes you go. Yep. Yeah. Now it's time. Now it's time to get serious about the, all this God stuff. And then I started realizing I don't know a lot. a lot. Even though I mean I've been a Christian for my whole life, I don't know a whole lot. Why don't I know more? So yeah. I started that's when I started going to church more and um with Elise we didn't like when I was pregnant, I we went pretty regularly and then we had Elise and a newborn comes and you're like I don't want to go anywhere mm-hmm. on a weekend. It's scary. <laughs> and it's just, I, and also I was like, uh, I don't know how the nursery works. Mm-hmm. Like, do I give them my newborn? I don't, I don't. So we would go a couple It's hard when you're nursing too. Yeah. You're like,
0: I'm going to go in there and they're going to be like, yeah. hey, come here. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> and, and, need to meet immediately. your baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but Redeemers has the nursing room. So I would go in there. Oh, yeah. um, but even with like Elise, you know, as she was growing, she we didn't go consistently until. About a year. Until she was about a year old. And then we started going consistently. But I really didn't commit wholeheartedly. And I know this was God. Until after Johnny. Because with Johnny I got to stay home. And then I was like. Oh. I have all this time to mm. you know, study the word. Because with Elise I worked full time. I didn't really have a lot of extra time. Um, so once I had Johnny and was pregnant with Johnny I'm like we're gonna we're gonna do I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go all to church all the time and actually like Johnny I think was what five months old when we went to compass class at our mm-hmm. church and that's when I was like yeah mm-hmm. I choose this yeah <laughs> and because um, our compass class tells us about what our church is about and like what it means to you know follow God wholeheartedly. it tells you what your spiritual gifts are it was an awesome class yeah, I really love that and um it just set me on fire from that point on to like really dig in and now I'm at a and this is only two years later but now I'm at a place where I'm like I know so much more Mm -hmm. than I did when I first had kids five years ago and it's like how did I learn that much in five years versus when I was a kid just because my understanding wasn't there yet I had the faith but not really the understanding Mm -hmm. and the words but um yeah that's kind of how it all came about and that's how this came about <laughs> <laughs> well with uh, so a a question when
0: because obviously I know Ian and I know that he is in a weird place with God right now but do you ever remember him not being in that weird place like do you ever ever remember him pursuing for himself or like when thinking we, it was real for him well
1: when we first were married <laughs> He was pretty, like, he was never outspoken about his faith, but he's never been outspoken about about his, yeah, yeah. about his feelings or anything, so I just thought that's just how he was. Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, when we first got married, we would do devotionals together. We would pray together, um, and he, he was completely supportive about going to church, and then with Elise, he was completely supportive about getting her involved, like, coming to church, and, um on board with like anytime i thought you know we're not we're gonna affect her in a negative way when it comes to her faith or something i mean she was like a year old but just the things Mm -hmm. that we exposed her to he was always on board with making sure we were doing what god would want and then um ian's dad committed suicide and that's when i saw him start to turn away Mm -hmm. um you know, the first weekend after he died, it was, I don't want to go to church Mm -hmm. because I'll break down. And I almost feel like that was the first step of him pulling Mm -hmm. away and being like, almost questioning, like why? Mm -hmm. And then I don't want to think about it. And as I talk through this, I'm like, maybe that's why he doesn't want to think about it is because if he thinks about it, then he has to think about other things in his life that, he hasn't dealt with. Mm. I don't. That just came to me. Mm. <laughs> he just doesn't want to think about anything. <laughs> he he is a great dad. He's a great husband. He's kind and loving towards us. And um, but he just does not want. He says, "I don't like talking about religion, and I don't want to talk about it." And that's it. So yeah, yeah. Well, and that I mean.
0: Their relationships were so strained with their dad that not only would that bring back that, Mm -hmm. bring back thinking about that, but it's really hard. Like if you don't think about it for so long, and then you start to try to think about it, you start to
1: feel all the guilt of not thinking about it. That's his and that's such a turn off. Mm -hmm. Yep, I don't Mm want to have to face all the guilt that people think are associated with Christianity. Um, I actually see that in my daughter because she doesn't want to talk about religion. Mm -hmm. Um, So all I can do is, like, listen to Christian music and live it, it, like, talk about things that have happened in my life. If I try to talk to her directly about God, she just immediately feels guilty. Mm -hmm. And I can tell because she just starts to go, no, no. And it's because she feels like I'm saying you're bad or something. But really, I'm just trying to tell her about God's love or something. Yeah. Um, so, it just shows that Satan puts up this, like, negativity in our mind. And I do see that in um, Ian, yeah. big time.
0: Well, in that, uh, we usually get, it takes us a while for Luca. She, I don't, Luca doesn't suffer from feeling guilty at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that at all in her. <laughs> um, are you thinking
1: she needs She needs to feel more guilty? Yeah, about certain things,
0: yeah. yes. Uh, like stealing mom's last brownie. Um, but she, it's really, for both of them, and Delilah, I feel like she she can suffer from guilt because if something happens, she'll say, was it my fault? She'll ask if it was her fault.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I always, like any, before any conversation that is God-related at all, something that not, which is weird, because when you're a kid, like, you think that the main message that should be preached to you is, God loves you. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that very yeah. much. And I just heard mm-hmm. how I should be afraid of him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I always start with that. I love you, and Jesus loves you. Yeah. And that, like, as soon as I, I... mean. It obviously should, it kind of hurts my pride a little bit, but it should mean more to them that Jesus loves them. Because I'm like, I love you. And they're like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, and Jesus loves you. And they're like, oh. yeah, yeah. Right? and it totally changes. You're like, well,
1: what about me? <laughs> yeah.
0: It totally they're changes like, that dumb, conversation. You that have to yeah. love me. But it, it changes that for them, like that conversation that we're mm-hmm. about to have. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I Starting haven't figured out a way. Because anytime I just mentioned Jesus, Elise is like, yeah. So I don't know if this is just a phase she's going through, because this has definitely been just recently. But yeah, oh man, <laughs> I just am. I'm just realizing, and this is what, what we were going to talk about: is that I I gotta trust God to take care of her, because I don't know how to get through to this little one. <laughs>
0: yeah, Um... I it can be over It's, it's overwhelming for a five year old. Yes, it's, yeah. I
1: mean, they, and they have so much school right now. And I just tend, yeah, yeah. Well, it, if she's tired don't. Yeah. Don't even. And I tend to talk too much. Like, I tend to word it out too much. And yeah. I, I try to make it simple. Or I go, do you know what that means? And she'll just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, I'm just going to try and rely on praying for yeah. her. And that's well, it. And that Helping prayer it. of the righteous yeah. moves. Yeah. Or
0: is working. Real. I remember how it said.
1: Um, so, that's about it for me. It's your turn, Charity.
0: <laughs> we didn't really get to Well, it's really good timing. And you
1: said you wouldn't be
0: able to fill. I know. (laughs) Fill the time. Um, You didn't get to this, though. The podcast? Yeah.
1: Well, like I said, I just became on fire for God, and I started pouring in to His Word, and I realized that I first it started with a gr- our group we mm. decided to do a community group we start our church is really about building community so we have community groups and i felt so led which is really weird when you don't have a believing spouse to feel led to lead mm-hmm. a community group because you think there would be some shame associated in that but i just i know what my mom went through with her shame and i was like i'm not going there mm-hmm. it's not on me that's on him and he's super supportive of supportive supportive so i was like i feel like i'm i need to do this i feel Mm -hmm. like this is something god's asking me to do and this was before they then said okay we're gonna have a community group uh leaders meeting for people who are thinking about becoming a leader and he like said exactly like what i'd been feeling Feeling. and that's when i knew okay that's what god wants and so that's i started that and then me and you we just have such good (laughs) conversations and i'm super blessed to have a sister-in-law who um knows where i'm at because she can relate and then also we're like almost we were almost growing closer to god at the same pace Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and then we just would have such good conversations that i was and i love podcasts Mm -hmm. that i was just like we i think We should do a podcast. And this was on her birthday night. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Me too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She had been thinking the same thing. So when you see things like that happening, then you know it's God. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Okay. I was
0: trying to think. Okay.
1: Well, thank you for listening, you guys. And um, I hope this spoke to you and that you can relate to it. And um, for people who listen to this eventually, we would love to hear your story. Yeah. So how you relate to it. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, if you find us on Macchiato Moms on Facebook, Macchiato uh, Moms at midnight, at midnight. Is it on uh, Facebook? I yes. I was like that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So Macchiato Moms at Midnight on Facebook. Post your story.
1: Yeah. Share it. Let's yeah. hear it. Or sh- how you relate it. Or even just eat, Email. if you want it private. Yep. Mac- or prayer over something that's going on that you relate to, um, Macchiato Moms at gmail.com yep and also
0: we'll do it tonight you can find us on instagram macchiata mops
1: oh we'll do it tonight i meant to take a picture we're gonna take we're doing this in the car for the first time so we're gonna take a picture and post it on instagram
0: okay all right so we we really (laughs) hope to hear from you post your story or email it to us and let's let's chat yeah
1: thanks Bye. bye